Disclaimer, any and all discussions and opinions contained within this episode are purely our own individual thoughts. All plots and characters mentioned are the property of their copyright owners. Unfortunately, we were not bribed or paid by Cappy for our opinions. Warning, spoilers. Before proceeding with today's episode, please be aware that there may be serious spoilers. Listen at your own discretion. All aboard the Drifters of the Night. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of our podcast, where we explore our most memorable childhood dramas. Most people recall moments of pulling pranks on their siblings or first time eating their ice cream as a child, but for us, it's fond memories of watching Chinese dramas. Whether we're of Chinese heritage or not, you guys know what I mean. Today, we have Lynn. Allison and Enid, who will reminisce with us about their most memorable dramas as youngins. So today we'll start off with one of the more classic Jingyong novels that became a TV series, and it's Demigods and Semi-Devils. The version I watched was the 2013 version with Wallace Chung, and I'm pretty sure the only reason we watched it was because my mom loved him. And she didn't want to see anybody else. I mean, I feel like she's kind of shallow in a way because she's like, he's hot. So we're going to only watch the one that he acted in. I don't know. I personally uh, can totally relate to your mother. <laughs> she like specified it has to be him. Like every other version, she's like, I don't like the male lead. We're all fake girls at heart, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it at a pretty young age. So... I was only 11. I didn't have any big complaints about it, I guess, because I was kind of just, ooh, they're fighting. Ooh, they kind of have superpowers. Yay. I guess it kept me interested enough for me to finish the entire drama. I don't know. I thought the cast was pretty good. It was kind of odd that Duan Yu was played by a Korean, but I felt like the dubbing wasn't weird. I don't know. Maybe I was just too young to notice. I didn't even realize he was Korean until I, like, Googled him after watching the entire series. So I guess it wasn't that big of an issue. But it was pretty good, I guess. Especially if you're really into traditional, like, wuxia dramas. This one is kind of the OG plot. And it also leads to... Actually, wait. This isn't tied to the legend of the Conjurer heroes, right? No, it's not. Okay. But it's by the same author. Yeah, by the same author. Apparently, this is considered one of his more different books in terms of character development and the characters he's chosen. Well, in the version I watched, I felt like all the actors were pretty suited to play the character that they were casted for. So if you really enjoy the classic wuxia, I feel like this is a good version to check out. I haven't seen any of the other ones though, so I can't really vouch. Did anyone else watch any of the other versions? I think I did watch Demigods and Semi-Devils, but I cannot remember which version, and I cannot even remember what the story is about, but I just remember the title. (laughs) So, yeah, and I did not. I feel like this was the first time I was exposed to a harem, and I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of girls chasing after him, and I was like, interesting (laughs) i don't know the music in this one wasn't particularly memorable a lot of people or at least the reviews that i looked up online 
weren't a fan of the quality of costumes. So maybe that's something you might want to look out for if you're really into pretty costumes. Am I into pretty costumes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but if you like Wallace Chung, though. Hmm. I think I'm into pretty people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one has a decent pretty cast, I guess. Well, it's 2013, so it would be decent, but not the best of costumes, so. Yeah, no, but uh, surprisingly, everyone said the 2003 version had better costumes. Oh. Yeah. Is it because of like the nostalgia behind the 2003 version or do you think that this one may have been lower budget i think this one was lower budget i think i remember there was this one scene in the beginning where wallace chung literally comes in on like a snowboard and i was like wait a snowboard (laughs) yeah well i mean like it was basically a snowboard it was a board made of wood and it was snow and he was like riding on it down a hill (laughs) it's basically a snowboard i don't know i felt like that really threw me off but again 11 year old me was like whatever (laughs) yeah yeah, maybe this one is more low budget. I don't know if this is an overall assumption to make, but I think it's like generally when they cast Korean actors in larger roles, the budget of the series isn't as high because there's that thing about Chinese actors getting paid a lot more than Korean actors. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, that's probably, I don't know. I feel like he really suited the role though. Like his playfulness and arrogance, I don't know, was pretty well suited for the role of Duan Yu. And you couldn't really tell that he wasn't, uh, his like expressions and acting, not his voice, because it was obviously dubbed, but (laughs) everything else made him really fit in. And you can't really tell that he's a foreigner unless, you know, you previously know him from like Super Junior. So one of the other dramas that I watched when I was a kid was Autumn's Concerto, which I guess isn't a Chinese drama. It's a Taiwanese drama, but it's pretty classic and high up in the list. It has a really famous cast. But let's see, there's Vanessa Wu, Addie Ann, Chris Wu, Tiffany Xu. I feel like they were all like not well known in their role in Autumn's Concerto, but then they later all blew up in like different dramas. I assume Vanessa. Was Autumn's Concerto after Media Garden? Yes, Media um, Garden was 2001. So I assume that Vanessa was already pretty popular by then? Yeah, I think he was one of him and Addie Ann were probably pretty well known. Because Addie Ann did that other Chinese drama that's really famous but full of baloney. Heavenly Sword and Dragon Saber? No. (laughs) No, there's this one Taiwanese drama that she did where it was like the typical girl chasing after guy and like full of car accidents and stuff. Is that not Aladdin's (laughs) concern? (laughs) It's like, you sure it's not the same drama? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I feel like I didn't like the beginning of Autumn's Concerto just because it was kind of the typical, yeah, it was like the typical cocky, like, rich dude is chasing after the poor girl. And then she, like, gets into trouble and then he saves her and they fall in love. The beginning is very, like, boring and typical, but the latter half is, like, so much better, in my opinion. I didn't get to the later half, (laughs) which is... (laughs) Probably why I don't like the show that much, but I've heard that it holds up on its own. And since 
it's on Netflix. It's really accessible at the moment. Yeah. Well, everything up until the surgery part where Vanessa's character um, gets surgery for his brain tumor, I think, <laughs> is pretty, <laughs> again, very stereotypical of romance dramas at the time. Not only does the plot itself get better later on, but I also think the whole appearance of the actors, they look prettier <laughs> towards the end. Maybe it's because they, like, grew up. I don't know. Everyone looks nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it maybe because they finally play characters their age? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Because, like, when they were kids, they just looked weird. I don't know. I was not a fan. Like, Addie Ann's, like, straight across bangs were just bad. I think she looked pretty, though. Although, I think Addie Ann, in general, is quite pretty. <laughs> no, but her later... I mean, she doesn't look bad in the beginning, but towards the end... She looks really pretty. You just you just stare at her all the time. Aww. It's like, aw. Her, like her hair, I guess, suited the character better towards the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there is one thing I have to complain about this drama, though. I did not like the side story of Chris Fu. It was so boring. It, it was like <laughs> his sister got into, like, drugs or something, and then he did, too. And then it just turned really dark, and then... And then his sister killed someone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and then he went to jail for her. The ending is a mess with that side story. Because it felt like he had a romantic thing going on with his sister, but I'm pretty sure it was his sister. Oh. And it was weird, because she called him, like, affectionately, and you're just like, I, I don't know what's going on here. But <laughs> other than that. <laughs> case other than that. Yeah. When brothers and sisters in dramas are like, did no brothers and sisters really act this way? <laughs> Yeah, that was the one part where I was a little, I was skipping it constantly because I was like, I don't really care about what's happening. Oh, and all the siblings, or not even the siblings, all the people in that town were named like, their last name was Flower, which is like <laughs> symbolic of the agricultural work they do. I don't know, but so everyone's were they named. different types of flowers or were they just the generic flower? Word? Well, they, they, it was like, some were like puns. <laughs> So, <laughs> a lot of, I don't know, most of it was just, their last name was Hua, which is like flower. It was weird. It was like the whole entire community was like related to each other, which made the whole brother and sister thing weirder. Yeah, that was like the one part I didn't like. I like the OST though. That was a good part of this drama. If I were to rewatch it, because of be because of these songs. Have you rewatched so. it? <laughs> I have. I actually have. But I started with after the whole brain tumor surgery part. <laughs> I never rewatched the beginning, only the end. But not the last episode. That one was dumb. I don't know. I guess if you want, if you're curious about the hype behind Autumn's Concerto, I mean, it's not bad. It's only 34 episodes. At least it's not like 60. And if you like good songs, then I would recommend watching it. But if you don't like the typical story plot, I don't know, maybe Google. Don't trust my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, this I mean, podcast is okay. going well. <laughs> I mean, I recommended, I recommended Goodbye, My Princess. So I guess if you like, I don't know, if you, if you also thought that was good, then yes, watch Autumn's Concerto. But if not, then maybe you might want to skip out. Okay, that's, that's really nice to know. <laughs> No, actually, actually, yeah, this is probably like the modern version of Goodbye My Princess, except less people die. Thank you for your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. So on the train about Taiwanese dramas ended, your first one was also a Taiwanese drama, right? Yeah, I'm actually. Whereas you grew up watching them, and thanks for calling me a youngin when I started <laughs> watching. Given that I was definitely not young when you started watching, them. So, I'm the, I'm the auntie of AVB. <laughs> but I only started a couple years ago. And it was totally by accident because I was working for a small subtitling company. And what happened was that back in 2015, I heard a lot more about K dramas than about Chinese dramas, and I didn't watch either. <laughs> and then the company I worked for, we suddenly got a bunch of orders for all these Asian dramas. And by chance, I just happened to spot check a bunch of. Taiwanese dramas, and I was watching this one. I would keep jumping to different parts to check it, and I was watching the story. I'm like, "What the heck is going on in this story?" <laughs> I have to watch the whole show, <laughs> and so I ended up watching that whole series. And it was not one of my favorites, but it got me started because the second male lead. Who was played by Chiozza? I really liked him, so I started watching some of his other shows, and the one that I liked the most was Office Girls, that he was、oh. a lead in. So that's how I started out was watching those more modern dramas, or more like romantic comedies, really a lot of those. And I was kind of like your mom, where I'm watching because there's like a certain guy that's in there. So for a long time, it was okay. What's everything that Chiozza's been in? And then also I switched switched to Wang Dongcheng, and at the same time I was watching these, I was starting to learn Mandarin. <laughs> so because I was running out of content to watch, because I couldn't find a lot of subtitled Chinese dramas at that time. But then I'd hear about these shows that I really wanted to watch. So yeah, that was actually how I started learning Mandarin. Oh,、um, I have. But I started off.、Uh -huh. Oh no, I have a kind of similar story of how I started learning Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Was it also the actors for you, or? So I grew up watching most of my dramas in Viet dub because I'm Vietnamese, and that was what my parents were watching. And then it got to the stage where the Viet dub wasn't good enough or fast enough because they had transition companies, and so I started watching Chinese dramas. But at that time, the Chinese dramas, English subtitles to Chinese dramas weren't as fast. Sometimes you had to wait a whole year for a Chinese drama to come out. And I was like, you know what? It's just time. I'm gonna learn Chinese because not only will it help me watch dramas, but it will look good on my resume. Not too sure if it looks good on my resume at this stage, but、um, yeah. So that's why I started learning Chinese as well. Yeah, I my Chinese wouldn't help me much with a resume because I my comprehension and my speaking is horrible. I can read it just enough that I can watch some shows without English subtitles and kind of figure out the general gist of what's going on. But like, most of the vocabulary that I have that I'm strong with is all. Random phrases I learned from dramas. There's not a lot of use for yelling "shalata." <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What was that? What did you learn? Which phrases did you learn? <laughs> well, that's the funny one. That's like kill him or kill her. Oh, <laughs> but, but then I also learned like "xie xie," 
food to you. <laughs> you know, or whiny. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, not a lot of useful business phrases. <laughs> but yeah, so I started off watching a lot of modern dramas. And then I don't remember how I ended up watching it, but um, my first costume drama was Novaland, Castle in the Sky. I really liked that one. That was my first introduction. And i just never been interested in before. I knew they were there, but they seemed, I don't know, I didn't think that I would like them. And then I just happened to watch this one, really got into it. And I think the big thing for me is that this was the one that had the two endings, the happy ending and the not happy ending. And I didn't know there were two endings. So I watched the first ending, which is the not happy ending. And I was so mad. I've never been so mad. I wanted to throw something at my TV. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. But just the fact that I got so invested in the characters and also just the type of story it was, I I really got into it and just became more interested in seeing a lot more of that type of drama. So I've liked a lot of the wuxia. And then kind of the third drama that stuck out the most for me when I started out was Go Princess Go. That was a good one because it educated me a lot on sort of Chinese sense of humor which is using a lot of puns, Mm -hmm. which also help with language learning too. And also just because it's one of those quirky ones where it's a time travel thing kind of, and there's like that whole weird story. Obviously the low budgetness leads to a lot of humor just in costume design, set design, and later on all the in-product placement ads (laughs) in the show. I remember the ads. They were so... I think one of them was it a condom brand or was it they weren't they weren't discreet at all they were not discreet oh yeah and they were well they were full on about it too I think that's what made it really funny it was actually like we're not trying to hide this (laughs) we need the money I think what was great about the show, though, was that it was able to make fun of its lack of budget. Because everything from that show, you could see it. And it was just like, this could have been made by a high school production company. But it was so bad that it was, it just added to so much of the comedic value of it. Yeah, they made fun of themselves. And then that's what made it funny, because they weren't trying to pretend to be high budget. They were like, we are low budget. (laughs) Yeah. And I've tended to like those quirkier dramas since then. So a lot of times when I see an ad for a drama that's like a little bit kind of outside your more standard one, like Let's Shake It or Guardian or King is Not Easy, those I'm instantly like, okay, I'm going to check this out. Even though I watched Go Princess Go too, and even though it was a low budget um, film, I actually thought their costume (laughs) design was great because it was just so different. And I did read somewhere that a lot of their costumes were inspired by runway fashion. So the female lead is always wearing like ball gowns kind of dresses. I mean, that is so not historical type of like clothing. So she's always wearing ball gowns and it's really, really low cut. 
and then I think when I go to battle, they have those banner things on their back. <laughs> so that's yeah. That that's yeah. actually all inspired by runway fashion. So I just thought that was interesting to find out later. Very cool. You could talk about the yeah. abs suit. <laughs> <laughs> the abs. How can you forget the abs? <laughs> the abs was in the shape of abs. So even if you didn't, even if you didn't have abs, it was like it looked like he had abs, but it was no. Nah. Yeah, it was. I just love how they made fun of themselves. And it, there was a part where they, they gave a shout out to Korean dramas where the girls are always going, Oppa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like that random Korean Oppa in the Chinese drama. I was like, what the heck? Oppa! No, that <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was yeah. funny. I think, I think another big thing for me at that drama, that was the first drama where I really identified a, a Chinese actress that I really liked. And since then, there's been like a bunch of other Chinese actresses that I'm really like, if they're in a show, then I'll kind of check it out and see what it is. And it'll, just having them in it makes me more interested in a show just because I like their style and, you know, their acting and their presence. So, did you watch Marshall Universe because Crystal Zane was in it? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, actually, no, I watched it. I think that was one where partly her, but also at first it seemed like an interesting story. And seemed then it like wasn't. An interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it had so much potential. And it was just, I was, I was really disappointed with what they did with their character. I'm like, no. I'm used to like go princess go like why is she being so whiny? <laughs> like quick, Alan, you show up and and take her away. <laughs> so talking about actors and actresses, we really like. For a really long time, I really liked Hong Xiaoming. And that was because I watched him in The Prince of the Han Dynasty. And that one particularly stuck out to me throughout my childhood. But I basically started watching dramas before I even knew I was consciously watching dramas. My mom, my dad, and my grandmother, they all really liked mainly TVV dramas in Viet dub. And instead of the kids that liked watching cartoons, I was the kid that was like, oh my gosh, I want to watch more of this Chinese drama. And I remember it was a school night and I was so engrossed in this new drama that my uncle and my grandmother was watching. And this was The Prince of the Han Dynasty. To sum it up, it's basically a political drama based on the life of Zilcha, also known as Han Budi. And he's like a really famous emperor. You'll see him in a lot of other shows. Examples of this is Love of Yunga from the Desert, also known as Yun Jonga, and also The Virtuous Queen of Han. And honestly, it's a political drama, but all I really remember is the romance. Does that kind of just show my priority? <laughs> so I don't remember what I enjoyed about the drama, but I remember finding Ho Xiaoming after that so attractive that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm in love. This little <laughs> child in me had fallen for this guy who was way older. Did and you so, watch all three seasons of it? I I watched the first season and then I basically just skimmed the romance in the second season. And then I kind of dropped it. Like I watched 
clips here and there of the third season. But that was mainly because in the third season, the love interest that I liked in the first season died at the very beginning. Oh. Like, you know, uh, historical. Oh, yeah. Wise. Yes. I wasn't really interested. And also, they kept changing the actors every season. So the only one that stayed consistent was Hong Xiaoming. And I think the cast of the first season, they're really well known right now. They weren't probably well known back then, not too sure. So I thought they carried the drama really well in that manner. And I also think this was possibly one of Hong Xiaoming's like best roles. There's this saying that basically who directs him is really important. I wouldn't say he's a bad actor, but he can be really, really, really bad sometimes. There are other times when he manages to pull off his role really well. So it's like, what is wrong with his acting? Is it that he can't act or is it that he can act? I feel like he doesn't suit the CEO roles. But that's basically his personality. <laughs> but he makes it so cringy, though. Like I know, but oh. his personality is so kind of cringy. I don't know. I've clearly fallen out of love with him. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't because he got married, okay? Okay. <laughs> it's just, I think... As I got older, he became a lot more cringy and his acting deteriorated a lot. He became conscious of how good looking he was. And it was one of those things where he started focusing on being yeah. attractive rather than being a good actor. I think the second time, one of the dramas that I watched him in was A Lifetime Love with Victoria. And I was like, oh God, I, I was like, no, I don't think I could get into like his acting and stuff. I love it. I love how that was your choice of series, you know. <laughs> two bad actors piled into one drama. Okay, I, I didn't know. That was when I was like officially looking into like C dramas and I didn't know anything and I was, ooh, I've heard of these two people. Not good things, but I've at least I've heard of them. So I was like, <laughs> hey, maybe this is the drama that I'm gonna watch. And then I regretted it a lot because I was like, I don't know what's happening. It was just a lot of shirtless scenes and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> Did you enjoy the abs? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because I think the entire time I was just like, I'm confused. And so, <laughs> so it wasn't like an appreciation of abs. It was just, what is going on? <laughs> and I was, and I, and I dropped it like immediately. Yeah. I've noticed with some of those actors, yeah, you you totally can feel right away that they know that yeah I'm hot I don't really need to do much but just stand here and look hot and it's just like yeah you're not that impressive though I mean some of them have some great abs and I'll appreciate those for a bit but yeah then <laughs> <laughs> after a while I'm just like could you just be like a a second male lead and then go away <laughs> it's like just give me that one shot of your abs and then leave the drama thing <laughs> okay so the other drama that i remembered from my childhood and i feel like there were a lot of pvb dramas that i remembered i could list them for days quite literally the reason i've chosen this one is because at that time i just remember that it wasn't suddenly just me so it used to be just i was the kid who preferred to watch asian dramas but this time it was all three of us. It was me and my cousins 
and we were all really invested in this one drama. So the English title for this drama is Lady Flower Fist. The reason I really enjoyed it and we all enjoyed it was because it was it was about a fake marriage. And I think this is when I became obsessed with these fake marriages, these contract marriages. And I still love that soap till today. But yes, shockingly, it was because it was really comedic. And yes, I love angst. But like there was just something really nice about this one that this lady, Flowerfish, she's Fong Seyuk's mother, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Her name, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but her name sounded familiar because I've seen the movie Fong Seyuk, the one starring, uh, starring Jelly. I'm saying yes based on my drama list. I've, I've never seen this, but that is what MBL says. So besides Lady Flowerfish, the other dramas I found really notable, and I feel like everyone probably, if you grew up watching dramas, also found notable was Legend of the Condo Heroes trilogy. So Lynn also watched the Legend of the Condo Heroes trilogy, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> we, and we're going to rewind further back because I am ancient. So the, the version that I watched was actually the 1983 version um, <laughs> with, uh, with Barbara and Felix. And did you the, watch the it second... in 1983? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was, I was... No, 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 no. No, I was... I would have watched it no, I didn't watch it. Probably like ten years later, half the time. So yes, but that yeah, that was one of the very first ones that I can remember that I watched, and also the second one with Andy Love. And I remember really enjoying this one because I I became a huge fan of Barbara Yoon, and I even watched one of her other ones called The New Adventures of Charlo Hong. But definitely this one really stood out to me, um, being the first version that I watched. But definitely, I wouldn't say I would like recommend it only because it's pretty old and the graphics may not be that great. The costume may not be that great. And if you watch it now, you probably find there's this constant orange hue over the filming because it's just, you know, really <laughs> old. <laughs> and also, it didn't seem like they did any post-production, like brushing up of the series. Because I remember in one scene where um, Guo Jing was chasing Huang Rong, and in the middle of the chase, he had a complete change in wardrobe. <laughs> he just like completely changed clothes, and I was just like, "What the heck?" That I clearly didn't, you know, check over. But 1983, you know. And then one of the ones that I really remember watching when I was younger was Journey to the West. Uh, this was. Probably one of my favorite classic childhood ones that I, I, I watched. Um, I loved it. And I, it's the 1986 version. Yeah, I'm still in the 90s. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. 1986 version. And I loved, oh my gosh, my sister and I loved watching uh, Journey to the West so much. We would like, we watched it so many times. And this, it was actually, on video videotapes <laughs> so and my mom would like hide these videotapes as kids whenever school holidays came in we always wanted to sleep in and my mom used uh the <laughs> she would play this and blast it like from the lounge room and as soon as my sister and i heard the opening theme song we'd like scramble out of bed and run to the lounge room to watch it so that was my mom's way of keeping us um from sleeping in during holidays was to put on this show 
Oh, that's so and, cute. Yeah, and, and uh, like seriously, the opening theme song is so nostalgic every time I listen to it. Like, I think it's the bomb, that theme song. I just think it's amazing for like a 1986 like musical. It's really, it's really awesome. I appreciate the fact that it's still very popular now. I think on AVV, one of our viewers mentioned that Hua Cheng Yu did a recent rendition of it. And I listened to it. I love that Journey to the West 1986 is still being appreciated today. Because I've seen like another version with Dickie, Dickie Cheng, I think that's his name. And I didn't like it. And I think that was due to the fact that the monkey was just not, like Sun Wukong was just not realistic enough. But in the 1908 version, the monkey was so realistic. Like the costume, his like behavior, his like his little monkey ticks that he had. It was just, he looked like a monkey. It was like, you couldn't tell it was like a human, like a human in costume. It was like a real monkey. But whereas Dickie Chan, you could tell it was human <laughs> playing a monkey. I was just like, yeah, nah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then let's uh, fast forward a little bit more <laughs> to the, it's still in the 1900s, but it's not as bad. 1998, <laughs> it was like two more years to the, to, to the 20, to the 2000, but anyways. 1998, I also remember watching Huangju Gege. So Huangju Gege, oh my gosh, I fell in love with this drama and I thought it was so good and I became a huge fan of all the uh, lead actors except for the second male lead. So I became yes. a fan of Vicky. I don't, I don't know his name. Like his character was Kong. I don't, but I don't know the guy. Like he had this funny nose and my sister, she, my sister, you know, because we're all like vain at heart, my sister really hated his nose so she couldn't stand <laughs> watching him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, look it up. I don't know his I don't know his character. Like his character's in uh, Kang, but I don't know the the actor. But yeah, he had a really every time we watched it, my sister could not stop commenting. Like she's like, Oh, I hate his nose, I hate his nose. I'm like, okay, you're told me like a thousand times. Um, but I became a huge fan of Vicky, a huge fan of like Alex Sue and Ruby Lin from Princess of uh, from Princess Pals. And I do, and I loved the OST as well. I thought the OST was like great, and I I, I watched it like a a lot, a lot. I'm just looking this up, but apparently the actor who you didn't like, he was in Guardian. Uh, uh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. What's his name? Zhou Jie. Like, wait, just search oh, up. Oh yeah, that's right, Zhou Jie. Yeah. Yes, I remember his He's name. He's in now. Guardian. <laughs> Wait, who is he? So, so he and do you remember? Yeah, him, him. <laughs> My sister. I, I was neutral. I was like, yeah, okay. He wasn't. He wasn't the best looking guy. But I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right? But my sister hated him with a passion. She hated his nose. <laughs> and your sister just has great foresight because he's probably the most controversial of the Hanju Gaga actors. <laughs> Why is that? I think he was the one that forced kisses onto Ruby. Yes, yes. Ah, I actually, yes. And that kind of stuff. I did notice that, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and out of those those four, I would think he's the least least popular because obviously he had time on his schedule to come back for the third one, but the other other three didn't. (laughs) The other three didn't. They were like, sorry. My schedule's full. He's like, I'm free. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mean to diss him. If there's anyone out there that likes him, like, I'm neutral. It was my sister that hated him. 
okay. He was in all three. <laughs> he was in all three, yes. <laughs> he was in all three. <laughs> he was, oh my god, wait, he's in the Legend of Haoland too. What the heck? Oh, oh wait, which one is he? Now I've got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, his face clearly not that memorable. <laughs> Oh, he took a really long break, though. Like, he was inactive from 2011 to 2018. Is this because his career just died? <laughs> <laughs> Deserving Lisa. But then he's a guardian. Dang. Okay. Wow. Was his role, like, big then? Well, <laughs> and I didn't remember him. Next to him... I've, is... I haven't seen that. I've seen Guardian, but I haven't seen the earlier show so that's why i so i don't know which character he is i can't picture who he is because i only I was, remember the leads from guardian but was guardian only one show or was that like a 50 seasons guardian the one with Jui long and by you this one was the one that recently came out well that was based on the bl novel yeah that's the one that i'm thinking of yeah but it's I, don't this know, one. I don't know who that actor is i don't know which character he played I don't know, just a support character on the side. Ah, oh, support. He went from main role to support. <laughs> okay. Okay, but like, at least he had some importance, because in the Legend of Holland, it just says he's a guest, so that means he probably showed up for like three seconds. Yeah. Because I like Holland, but I'm like, who is that guy? I mean, I guess if you look at the picture on MDL, his nose is a bit big for his face. Like, the proportions are a little oh. off. <laughs> but it's not, like, obvious or to the point where I hate his nose. <laughs> Let me maybe see. Like, I, like, apparently maybe hate he... a lot of noses. Oh, maybe, no. Maybe... Yeah, that's a big nose. <laughs> you know what? He made the more prominent when he was younger because my sister hated it. Every time he came on screen, she'd make a comment. She'd be like, I heck his nose. I'm like, okay, you told me so many times. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to add this in because you kind of jump from one drama to the next. But I also watched Legend of the Conjure Heroes. But I watched the 2008 version with Ariel and <gasps> me Booga. too. Oh, yes. yeah. I actually yeah. like this, but mm. you know, according to Allison, it's the least accurate version. But maybe mm, that's, that's why it's good. That's why it's good. Yes. That's well, why we like it. I think the other versions are really good too, though. It's just, I think this one was, they decided to make Young Kang more of an anti hero. So they tried to, how do I say this? But they tried to make him nicer and in that way. Oh, yeah. I, which one? I thought, I thought version? he was really 2008. I, I thought his character was really mean, though. I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like, I hate him. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but I ship Lucius and Yuan Hong. Okay, yeah, that's true. That no, that is, yeah, after, like, when they got together, you're like, aw, cute. But in the beginning, I was not a fan of him. Like, every time he appeared, I was like, go away. You're, you're bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it because I was a fan of Ariel and Hugo. Yeah. yeah, I think this was my first drama that I saw Ariel, and I really liked her. And I think that's why, like, I started watching more of her dramas. I think this was the first time in a drama. 
and I was like, "Oh, she's pretty. I like her." If you like, if you like those two together, they did another one together called Fairy Fairy Wonderland or something. Oh, really? I just remembered. I think after this one, I watched Ariel in a China in a Taiwanese drama. It was the one with Ten Bowling, and I was like. Uh- Oh, the in time one, something back yeah. time. Yeah, uh, yeah, nah. It was it was another con. Well, is it? It's not really a contract marriage, but they were kind of like they made a pact. They were like it was one of the really uh realistic. I've fallen for my best friend kind of one. Yeah, I mean it. I think it was pretty famous. I mean, Korea did like a remake of it. Which, oh, it was like it was not well, well received. Yeah, it was it was not good in Korea. But, yeah, yeah, but it was like the first time Korea did a remake of a Taiwanese ah. drama. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so I mean, it must have been good <laughs> to some extent. It was really popular. I remember it being an example in our Chinese class of Chinese oh. titles that didn't <laughs> yes, make sense. I, yeah. I did hear it was popular, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, but I definitely did hear it was popular. So the one that I was talking about, Amy, with Hugh Hooker and Arrow, it's called Fairy from the Wonderland. Oh, okay. Tian Tian Wei Fei Xiao or something. If you ever want to watch it, yeah, because I really like those two as a couple. I thought they they had good chemistry. So, did you like this one? Yes. I yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I've already said that I really ship Snowshisha and Yuan Hong after watching Legend of the Condor Heroes. And I think, like, I went on a really frenzy where they were basically, I think they stole the show for me. But I think it's really rare that I would say that. I think very unpopular opinions, that's how I would word it. I definitely like the scenes towards like the end where they were together. Like I feel like in the beginning when they weren't officially a thing, it was kind of weird. I guess maybe because I still didn't like Yang Kang. I was still like, oh, he's bad luck. But then later on when they got together, I preferred their scenes. That he washed her feet. Yeah, it. I don't know. Not the highlight of their romance. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun fact out there. Um, so I think Legend of the Condors 2008 was the one in between. So Hulga had a massive accident in between this one. And so, uh. yeah, so it took a really long time to film. And I think it also is the first of. Yeah, that's why in Sound of the Desert, he was like the second lead instead of the first lead. Because he was still injured somewhat, was he? Oh, no. Um, For Sound of the Desert, it was more like Kangren needed someone to play second lead. And I think they originally wanted Wallace Hall, but like he couldn't do it. And so uh... Hulga decided to switch roles so that they could find someone to play Ho Chubin. And so mm. it ended up in Eddie yeah i just thought it was interesting that he played a second lead because you know he's like you know a top star but he played a second lead (laughs) yeah i think it's because the production company was the company that they were both under at that time and he wasn't really i think he he was at that phase in his career where he said that he wanted to transition out of being an idol actor so i felt like this was more as a favor to the Mm -hmm. company Mm -hmm. 
So, other than liking Wallace Chung, my mom was a huge fan of Eddie. And so we watched the, the Sound of the Desert just because he was in it too. I like Eddie. I like Eddie too. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, no, my mom was like, oh, we have to watch this one. And then she later found out Hugo was in it. And then we had already seen Legend of the Condor Heroes. And she's like, ooh, nice. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. Like, we watched The Magic Blade because of Wallace Chung. And that one was, like, all over the place. I think it's so cute that your mom's a fangirl at heart. <laughs> okay, yeah. But then, like, when I asked her about Wallace Chung, like, she didn't have, she didn't even know some of his most famous works. She just knew him. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, what do you like about him? And she's like, he looks hot. And I was like, oh. <laughs> You oh, say yeah, like <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure she watched My Sunshine because he was in it too. Oh gosh, I, My I, Sunshine. I didn't even bother. I like saw it and I was like, nah. But then my mom was like, fine, I'll watch it myself. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, then, and, then in, and then she dragged me to watch General and I with her because he was in it. Oh gosh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I was like, What's happening? Oh, and then that was also when we started watching um, the version of Running Man and Angela Baby was in it. So she's like, oh, this is going to be a good drama. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we can thank Wallace Chung for my childhood. (laughs) Thank you, Wallace Chung. (laughs) Thank you. If it weren't for you, I would not have started watching Korean or any dramas in general. Like, wow. Yeah. So, um, as to kind of wrap it up, I was going to ask everyone, because I was curious, of, like, in general, what kind of storyline or drama do you prefer? Do you like stuff that's more angsty? Do you like something more comedic, more romantic, more adventure? Just basically what kind of of drama story do you prefer? For me, it depends on what kind of dramas. I mean, for Korean dramas, I prefer rom-coms, but I think it's just because they're more well done in Korea. Like dramas in mainland China, I wouldn't really prefer rom-coms. I actually like historical or costume dramas. I feel like they're really well done and the cast always look really pretty and like the background is nice. So I personally like historicals. But there's also like a downside I guess because the episodes are always so long and there's a bunch of fillers and you get tired really easily. Coffee. Love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they're all kind of a scam. Like you watch and then the beginning might be good, but then the ending is trash. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'm with you with that. I prefer historical Russia, Sensia type of um, dramas. And I actually um, don't watch many modern dramas. And like you say, it's because I don't think they do it as well as Korean dramas. Like if I had the time, I would watch Korean dramas if I wanted like a rom-com or anything like that. But definitely with historical um, period dramas, I think Chinese 
do it really really well mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I tend to yeah watch more of the the historical type of Chinese dramas I also agree with you guys on this point I feel like if I'm watching a modern drama I'd probably switch to a Korean drama but I stay watching Chinese dramas because in my opinion they do these costumes or like slash historicals which aren't really historicals just so much better and I think the longer ep counts episode counts they're both an advantage and a disadvantage in a way they're an advantage because they help you build up a lot more of the story and because I really like angst <laughs> and I think oh, that's yeah. just my we know preferred that. genre <laughs> 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 is my preferred genre it's like I will watch dramas like 85% of the time even if I'm not interested if I hear that it's a sad ending I'll probably start it (laughs) (laughs) you guys have weird like weird likes Uh, the one of the weirdest one one of the weirdest one is Dan loving sick Melly, it's not just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you can't roast Dan when she's not here to defend herself. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna roast. I was gonna say yeah, I just can't comprehend it. That's all. She's the one that edits this. We're so screwed. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. She's gonna be so sad. She's like ready to sound really squeaky. She's gonna make you. She's going to put, like, a squeaky voice filter over you just for saying that. <laughs> Careful. That's funny. I think, it's, I think it's funny, though. I just think it's funny. But, yeah, her love for sick males is just funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm always kind of a mix. Like, if it's some... I, the kind of modern dramas I watch when I started, I don't watch as much now. If it's a modern drama, I prefer it to have more of an adventure kind of side, like... Guardian had that whole, you know, other world um, character and storyline, or Age of Legends, which is like that whole former mob guy becomes good guy thing. And uh, so stuff like that, if it's modern, I tend to like it more adventure, although periodically I like a cheesy romance, just like something fluffy and light and not too serious. Um, But yeah, I tend to prefer the more wuxia historical uh, drama type stuff. As long as there's like some awesome fight scenes in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I love the costumes too. And they're slowly improving on the CGI because some of the stuff that I watched early on was like, oh, this is really bad. And they're like always oh. had to have a CGI animal psychic. If you think that's bad, you should watch the <laughs> 1986 <laughs> Journey to the West. That's, their CGI was really bad. <laughs> Like there was, there was there was a scene where the master, like a fake, like a like a monster, was like disguising as the master. So there's two masters on the screen, but you can clearly tell which is a real one because the other one was like like CG in, but it was like not even like 3D. It was like 2D. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, um, we can clearly tell it's the fake. <laughs> oh gosh. So I guess we all agree that we prefer. Chinese dramas to Korean dramas, the historical slash costume drama aspect, but not as much when it comes to romance or like modern dramas. I don't know. I mean, based on our conversation, I don't really know if our recommendations are very valid (laughs) or people should be listening to us, but 
Thank you, everyone, and bon voyage. Come drift with us next time. Bye. 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 Thank Bye. you.